312. We're a day late, but we're not a dollar short because Christopher's here. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I was thinking, actually, when was the last time I was on? Because I used to be on basically every week back in the glory <laughs> days during yeah, like, yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. So. I actually low-key think I haven't been on in like two or three years, no? I, I don't know if we ever did a London Spitfire version. So, yeah, it's good, good to be back. To be fair, it's also it because I'm just like oversaturating you with getting them for True. GG. So yeah, yeah, yeah he does. He does kind of hog you a little bit. Yeah. And I always feel bad. I'm like, ah, well, he just talked to Iska. So I don't know if he wants to like come back yeah. and like hang out or you know do whatever. But end of the season potentially, and not the end of the season for you guys, obviously. But like 2023 is kind of coming to a close. A lot of stuff's wrapping up. Obviously, you know, Iliari's out here going crazy. You guys are winning games, doing all kinds of stuff, you know, scrims is happening. Like it's, it's probably high time we get Chris back in and figure out what's going on, see what, what's happening. So yeah, things are going good though. Right here. Yeah. I mean, better than if we did a interview like two months ago, right? <laughs> oh, very true. Very <laughs> true. The, time, the timing was bad. Maybe before we collapse at the end of the season, it's just like the perfect time to, to get me in. It's all that matters. Like, forget about all the first stuff. We know. Like, you can have the soul run of season. Was it true? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I've said it a million times. That's American sports. Actually, the regular season is like completely irrelevant. Doesn't matter. You're you're in it at the end. So, yeah, who knows? 100%. I mean, again, patch is still fresh. So, we'll, we'll have to see how this stuff fiddles out. Um, but before we get into some, some like the MVP talk, I think we're getting to the tail end of that, you know. Uh, hot knife. Um, do you kind of want to get your uh, general feeling on some of these more recent games? There's one more pump moment in particular that I want to like try to get a visceral reaction from you. Uh, before we jump into those, we do have to thank our patron producers. So, episode 312 is brought to you so kindly uh, by people who make this show possible. And those people are Battlecry, Briefine Bean, Broads, Babu, Hal, Picasso, Lolshin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rex, Zane, Volamel, and Sugar High. And our YouTube members, Blave, Bliss, IMDRW, Brother, Adam L, Ice M Jell, Fire Element. And AK. So, a in award season discussion, it's been being passed around. Yisk is being permanently tilted. Um, just everybody just has an opinion. So, who better to actually get to weigh in than former coach of the year winner? Long time, yeah, winner. Still that's happy. true. I mean, defending coach yeah, of the year it. winner. Maybe, maybe I've got it this year too. <laughs> I'm <wouldn't tell> you <laughs> not, right. That's that's got to be on the short list. No, I don't um, think so. <laughs> <laughs> doing a lot with, you know, still, I mean, you know, the budget angles, I think, probably died last year with how successful things were. But I mean, still a budget, you know, mm-hmm. still, you know, running, running, running small and what was it? Small and mighty. I don't remember exactly what Albert said, but um, yeah, MVP, Who who's kind of taking your vote? Any any opinions, any thoughts there? Yeah, so yeah, I, I saw people did like the like the matrixes or what it is. I feel like for me, like I guess I take like MVP at face value. So I look at it like in terms of like the most valuable player. And I feel like if you're gonna like work that out, like you have to like mm-hmm. I think the best way to do it from like a mathematical point of view is probably you take out the player and you add him with like the the modal main tank or so you've got twenty main sure. tanks in the league. Whoever the tenth yeah. best main tank is, you put him in, then how does the team like perform? I feel like using that type of criteria, I feel like the only two real options, in my opinion, was probably someone, Alfie, and then I was actually on the Chio train. So I know I did an interview with Yiska before mm. about like how DPS is always OP, but I actually feel like this year, I feel like if you were to ever to give it to a non-DPS, it actually has to be this year. Um, 
I feel just using the maths equation, probably the difference between Washington with Alfie and Washington with just sure. average Agreed. flex DPS. I think that's like the biggest. Like, I think he's he's so much of their team, and I think he's been so good. Um, mm. Didn't even get nominated. I think yeah. right. Oh, not um, on the ballot. I think with someone, I think the, the way you've got to look at it is like, well, like who's the best team overall this season? Like Atlanta is probably the best, but like Florida won pro am. They have the same. They have the same map score right now, I think. Like they're both like twelve and two or something, maybe fourteen and two. And obviously we're in a situation where like Florida are peaking in terms of they've just beaten Atlanta, they're on a big win streak. So I don't mm. think it's like so clear cut is just because Atlanta won mid season that they're clearly like have been the MVPs. Because I also think if you were probably to run a betting site, I don't know if you would put Atlanta favourites to win the Overwatch League at this moment. I think oh. if you had to bet between the two, I think maybe Florida would be the favourites at this exact moment, right? Um I think so, yeah. and I- and I feel like if you say, oh, well, how has Florida won their games? Well, they've won their games by, like, they never just took the mirror against Houston Atlanta and beat oh. them when they beat them. They yep. did it by being flexible, by, like, outthinking them with, like, they have the best coach, I think, in the world right now. So I think he's a massive part of it. But then I think that if if you take out someone and you put any other main tank in, could they play the Ram when they need to play the Ram, the Diva when they need to play the Diva, the, like... Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, when they need to bring out a Ryan strategy, I feel like for them, main, most main tanks in the league really struggle like to play everything. Whereas, like I know it's like a meme; it's almost like oh, someone needs so flexible. But I think actually the fact that he has been able to play everything is actually a really, really significant factor in terms of like why they beat Atlanta, why they beat beat Houston, why you would probably consider yep. to be the favorites in the league right now. So my vote went towards someone. Yeah, I, I think that that's like the strongest outside of like because i think this is probably what everybody means when they're just like oh but the flexibility and it's like yeah i I get that but like what do you actually mean i think it's it's exactly what you're talking about where it's like okay if if florida has any other tank does florida still look the same do they have that same style like any other yes any other yes smith maybe right yeah it's it's i think only him though i actually think it's only him like i'm actually like i don't know if there's another tank where they can do everything the same way i don't think so i think if they get fearless they just run the rest like similarly i I I don't know i'm actually i mean yeah maybe but i think i think if they had fearless their season would look different because i don't think they would yeah they would they would probably be more winston yes winston yeah yeah Yeah. whereas i feel like like what you've got to look at is like the reason Florida was successful was because they played a different comp on every map against every yep. opponent. And he's the most important part of that. Mm-hmm. Chio, though, how, is, how, is an interesting re- Real quick. I like that. How, yeah, yeah. how does someone's Winston compare to Fearless, let's say? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's like a million miles off. I think. I think it's probably objectively worse. But when sure. we were playing early in the season, we felt like the hardest Winston Tracer to combo. And this was before the season was uh, checkmate. Someone like they, the way they set up and stuff, we thought they were the best. So I don't think it's a situation in terms of like maybe someone's like an eight out of ten across like more heroes, whereas like maybe one or two of them are like nine and ten out of ten. But even when like Florida was struggling at the mirror, I wasn't super convinced it was like a Winston gap as much as like maybe other roles on mm-hmm. the team. Um, so, so I, I think he's pretty good. Like, it has to be like top four easily. Winston's in the league, I think, without doing the maths in my head. Okay. So here, here's the here's the other thought experiment that people usually use when when trying to find the MVP. Okay, you're getting the Dorian. Okay, you get one try. You get to see the future. You get to see everything that works out in terms of the meta that we see this season. 
And then you pot it back. That's your one try. And you get first draft pick of anyone. Okay? Doesn't matter which role or whatever, which player you're picking. That argument has to be terrible, though, right? Like, it just can't be good. Because are we not... Oh, is proper not MVP this season? I mean, yeah. If, are you if... not taking proper over, like... In an MVP list, in this experiment where it's first draft pick, maybe you can argue Lip. I'm okay with saying Lip is better than proper, but proper mm. has to be top three or four people picked. Are you putting yeah. proper top three or four in MVP of this season? Like, no way, right? So, I think... <laughs> you okay, don't like, want to hear think... me talk about that shit. Yes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like, probably Gators, ahead of Alfie, yeah. Yeah, like uh, for sure, right? But then based off just this calendar season, mm-hmm. what we've seen, it's really hard to give proper over Alfie, right? Yeah, sure. So, and, and I think Gator said, oh, like, it, it's really harsh to say that Lip isn't flexible because we've just needed to play Sombra and won everything. That's really true. But it's it also is. like, you do lose points for flexibility if you weren't flexible. And even yeah. though he is not, not flexible, if we are doing an award for just this season, I based. feel like... Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, oh, you're 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 feeding. I uh, so heavily disagree. Slay I don't think him. that I don't think that cook. passes whatsoever. Let him cook. Because I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> what it depends. Because I think if you just think, oh, is MVP the the um the best player in the league? Like maybe something similar to what like football does, where they yeah. just do player of mm-hmm. the season, right? Yep. And maybe it's different. But like most valuable. Plus, to be honest, if you want a really, really scorching hot take, just a clickbait, you can put it in the title and then you make all these like millions of dollars. Right. I'm not even convinced being the best player on Atlanta this season. I, I actually think, okay, I'm going to say this. I'll just take the flame. I just, I just won't read, read it. I think he's been the fourth best player on Atlanta this season. <laughs> I actually prefer Stalker, Lip, yes. uh, Stalker, Chio, and Fielder as MVP votes over Lip, uh, in my opinion. I'm vindicated. Let's Who's go. Rem- I could not. remotely close to Sombra uh, to Lip? Bedring. Really? I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really. Okay. So uh, here's what I'll say. I'll qualify this by saying I have only, the only times I studied Tracer Sombra was in the mid-season break. Mm-hmm. Um, at, so like when they were in Korea, because I obviously had time in, at least my original plan was, oh, we'll, we'll play meta in the second half of the season. Obviously we didn't, yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was at least my plan. So I studied a lot. And I think Lip is amazing at farming EMPs, but his actual EMP success rate, again, across a, a small section, yes. across a small section of maps that I actually studied, I actually wasn't, I wasn't super blown no. away by him. I was blown away by Stalker's Tracer. I think their backline is absolutely unkillable. I think their backline yep. is the entire yep. reason that team is good. I think the backline mm-hmm. difference between them and Houston is in Anna Brig is really, really, really significant. Yep. I think their backline is, is absolutely it. I think Lip Sombra is good. I really liked Bird Ring Sombra because at least mm. when I watched Bird Ring, every EMP was just a high percentage success rate. At least, again, I, I didn't study any during the season. Sure. I just watched the games. I don't study it. But when I studied in mid-season, I really came away from it and maybe the stats, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just a guy. But I, I really like, I really looked at it and I thought if I take away the hype around like how insane Lip yeah, is, I'm yeah, like, yeah. he's farming a lot, but he's just using it on his own timing yes, a lot. Yes. A lot of them he was dying. Yep. I actually wasn't, I wasn't, I really don't think he was as impactful. I think if Birdring plays for Atlanta, they still win mid-season. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I it's think that's take. Yeah, for sure. I've heard that before, yeah. It's, Bird Ring's definitely not one that I'd throw up, but it's been a minute since I've really been in the weeds. He's been one that I feel like Boston's definitely been, 
I feel like they were also, and and maybe I'm wrong here. I feel like you'd be a little bit more in the know, but I felt like they were playing a lot of Hanzo. Like they were one of those teams that were like trying to get off the somber, and I felt like that was maybe because Birdring yeah. felt a little. Yeah, I feel like most teams come away from that meta thinking my somber player is my weak link. Actually, like yeah. no one likes playing somber. Like yes. almost everyone had like a, a poor somber. I think mm-hmm. Hero is so mentally challenging. You you mess up one EMP and you're just tilted for the rest of your life. Oh, you know, yeah. And your confidence goes. And uh, like I'm not like I, obviously if you take it like hyperbolically what I'm saying, and the, I'm not saying lip is bad. And no. again, like I, I, when we were studying like emps and we like we would make videos for the players about like where to do it we found ourselves copying birdring emps more than any other because actually we just felt like that. he would just take one like it just like play really patiently and then just when there was an opportunity just emp the tank and mm-hmm. it would just work and only take these big five-man emps when they're like guaranteed as opposed to like trying to take risks and like turn fights with it but again i've only studied a few maps fair i could, I could be wrong but when i was watching them i was actually like okay actually i really think that if, if I had to choose a style, and I feel like the EMPs is like, oh, at least 50% of how like sure. Sombra is played, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and I think I think Lip is really good, but I think his teammates are actually so good this season that I actually think that, yeah, I don't know. There's your hot take. Click think... in the title. <laughs> oh, it'll be a short. Don't worry. Um, no, I, I think since Pro-Am, I think that's been Lip's biggest, like, if, if you were going to be a Lip anti and you were just going to like shit on him the entire season his EMPs just kind of suck sometimes. Like he just, there's empty EMPs where he like does it solo, tries to like eliminate a support, gets kind of like bopped a little bit and it instantly has to like translocate out and he's just like useless and his team's like, bro, like could you like at least say something next time? Like it's, it's, it's been a constant and it's not, it's not, this up. You, you, I think it's a bad yeah, aggregation. Maybe. I really uh, think, I think like it's probably not close on uh, efficacy. I think like he, I, he doesn't go for the big ones. But no, not uh, all the time, at least. Swinson slept actually down. Um, yes, he hasn't updated. I mean, yes, I mean, it's it's, it's, my feelings. it's not just yeah, like right. it, not updated is whatever, right? Like the representative amount of games is in there, but like it's apparently yeah. down. So I can't look at uh, oh, oh, efficacy. Okay, okay. efficacy. Um, he does go for a ton of uh, single MVPs, but yeah. uh, MPs, but I feel like they are surgical. They like 80% they, success they, rate. They can be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I watched, there was one Blizzard World, which we studied a lot on, and actually every EMP, there was like five maps, it was against Houston, one of the ones in the finals, every EMP uh, lost in the fight, It was, and that was it. Sure. That's it. Because I, I, my I, hot take is, is like, if you take, if Lib was on Florida, they don't lose uh, a match this year. I actually really not sure I agree. Uh, but keep in mind, back, I, Lip I think, would therefore not be on Atlanta, and they w- he he would be on Florida, right? Married, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. Of course, right? right? Yeah. But I think Chiofielder is not losing Anna Brig Meta. They're just going to win, no matter who's on their team. They're just not losing it. Actually, sure, sure. I like that's so good. That's yeah. so good. I think that's like an underrated part of like, and this isn't anything to detract away from like Donghack, but like when you look at that midseason like final again it's pretty clear that like atlanta had a game plan and like they facilitated the shit out of this like ball player who like isn't bad at winston he's not bad at winston but like when you're putting him up against somebody like fearless and like some actual like veterans of the game and like chu and and violet it really shouldn't be close and it feels like fielder and chio are just giving him every ounce of room to be able to like actually Mm. contribute yeah, and fe- I mean, we know how good yeah. Fielder is, but like Chio, yeah, I think Undertone. 
Cheers insane. Like I think it, I actually feel like if you interviewed Houston right now and you asked them like immediately after they lost to to Atlanta, you know, oh why did he lose? I think that what they'll say is I can't kill these guys. Like there's impossible <laughs> yeah. to kill their backline no matter what. Yeah. I'm not convinced he'll come away from it and say, Oh, Lip just destroyed us, but yeah. Sure. We can maybe yeah, run run the, so at least there's my hot takes. So okay. There you go. There's your comments. I like it. That so. those are I think those are those are fair. Yeah, like I'm and by the way, I haven't still haven't submitted my vote, and I'm still on the fence uh, on either. I think oh. to me, it's like Lip or someone. Um, yeah. I just feel like the argument of like Lip not having been flexible is complete nonsense. In no world does this check out. I have a very <laughs> very nerd under like uh, explanation, nerdy explanation of why I think this is basically like MVP by definition is whoever player plays the individual role that they're tasked in their team mm. the closest to Nash equilibrium. And for me, both someone and Lip, Nash equilibrium being the, the position where an individual could not make any changes to their strategy and improve that way, right? I feel like Lip and someone were the closest to that. It does, like, if you're the best Sombra in the game, and then you do not need to switch, right? Sure. Like, yeah. The, you, d- depending on the meta state, of course. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it looked like it was fine so so far. Like, t- to be honest, I feel like there's a lot of recency bias in saying like Atlanta is not the best team uh, in yeah. in the world. I feel well, like the. the yeah. But at this moment, would you say Atlanta are the best team in the world? Uh, not in this meta, no. What about what about the end of last meta? Uh no, Even but when that, they lost they to Houston, right. they lost right. to that's, Florida. The, yeah, yeah, that's when they started dropping. That's also when they basically had secured their uh, playoff spot. Yeah, right? maybe sandbagging. <laughs> they sandbagging again. I think the Winston Sombra Tracer comp <laughs> fell off towards the end of the meta because I think teams ah. started to actually figure out ways to plan around it. Uh-huh. Our win rate against Sombra Tracer, Winston was actually outrageously high on Reinhardt. I know other teams were playing more counter divey stuff against yeah. it. And obviously, right now, the meta right now, it's impossible to play Sombra Tracer. But I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not quite sure that um, I think that the reason they lost those games to Houston, mm-hmm. like, if you think about, like, because what also what started to happen towards the end, now that I see it, after the midseason, was it was a lot more Tracer Echo, right? Like, that was. Yes. Yes. And there were certain maps where I felt objectively Tracer Echo is better. And maybe you can fact check this because I feel like I'm right. Did Houston not beat Atlanta 3-2? And the maps they won were like something like Dorado for sure, Icon for sure, and then one of the rush maps where actually like Sombra Tracer wasn't good. And all three of the all three of the maps where Sombra Tracer wasn't optimal, they lost. And actually it was either Winston Echo Tracer or it was like like some sort of like RAM comp or whatever was like the 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 pick of the week then and actually the flexibility of that roster was actually the reason that they lost because they were not able to play pure meta or they chose not to play pure meta on mm. certain maps okay, fact check I, it, but. it's if, if it's if it's the three two from week two and the summer stage it was lijong midtown dorado esperanza oasis so like well, lijong yeah. checks out dorado yeah. obviously you hit um because i remember lee jong for sure pelican kind of fucked but i was also kind of like impressed with stalkers like flexibility there um yeah no i think that makes makes sense because i think esperanza especially on that first like neutral fight is like very you know teams have been was it, or was did it at three least. one or three two how did this three two. finish three two. so they won lee jang dorado and oasis uh yes correct okay 
I'm right. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, and it, I mean, I think anybody who's like going through and painting that like very vivid picture and it's like very like visceral, I'm like, I don't have to look this up. This sounds like you're right. Like you're speaking with no confidence, and I just believe <laughs> you at this point. <laughs> you could sell me at this. Um, no, I, I would, I would tend to, tend to, that that checks out. Winston's chat lab just like so honey dick me like it it fucking loaded the front page and then i'm currently oh, no. stuck in an endless loop of comparison um yeah no like i i think there's something to be said about them just losing a little bit of steam i also think mm -hmm. there's there was something about uh meta like finding it i just don't think it's down to lip not flex into the role that would have been yeah, clearly yeah. required of him right like my my I, point only is like yes versatility or flexibility is fine if that actually is the strategy that contributes towards wins if it is not and it's just for the sake of flexibility this gives mm. no brownie points yeah, towards yeah, yeah. uh mvp consideration right that's my only point i do heavily consider someone's uh flexibility for the mere fact that it is the reason why they keep winning games, right. right? Yes. Yeah, I actually think that's that's really reasonable, and I think yeah, like because it's like if it was a Sojourn meta, is anyone not like also really yeah. happy to have Lip on their team? Yes. Like, of course not. Like, I think yep. it's impossible to argue that Lip is a one trick. It's like objectively wrong. But yeah, I guess my argument was like something that you don't get like points for flexibility, even if you are flexible, if you didn't yeah. need to. And I guess one of my key arguments was it's possible that he needed to at certain points, at least in the regular season. I appreciate that winning mid-season is way more impactful than winning two regular season games. <laughs> True. And we'll see. Also, in this meta, like maybe I will be more vindicated come end of the season, even if right now it's like more of a hot take, if you know what mm. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Take delay. I it's will also say there is, there is a certain whiplash in me. I, I mm -hmm. vote, by the way, this is where I... I, I I don't need to complain. I think I told you before, but I didn't actually vote for Hardy last year as uh, Rollstar. I vote, voted for someone, uh, over, right? And the whiplash of like, I honestly think someone's year is not that much better than he was last year, just because I really thought he was one of the better tanks last year as well, right? And to yeah. see him yep. now be in an MVP position is kind of crazy to me. Like, mm -hmm. where were your votes last year, basically, for yeah, Rollstar, yeah. right? That was that. Yeah. Th that's a little weird to me. Um, I I think like he just consistently ever since he got into the league has been able to do that type of mm -hmm. stuff, and we sucked off Smurf for it last year, while yeah. he, like really someone, someone was doing it in the more impressive region, and yeah. like nobody really was ready to give him his laurels. So that that's a weird position to be in as well. I think people, I mean, this is, this is part of like the, the worry. I think this is like the out, the, the, the anti like Reddit narrative where it's like the Reddit narrative is like, oh, DPS just wins because like, haha, that's a lot Kofi of it. Go yeah. yeah. But then there's like the reverse of it where it's like, I, people are so like subconsciously tired of seeing DPS win that win a tank or like Chris is saying that like, you know, if Chio actually like, you know, if people had the time and the effort to actually look through it. Could they or maybe would they vote um, even Dude, heavily? I feel like the fucking someone truthers are like the Republicans of this vote, okay? <laughs> they are trying to gerrymander the fuck out of this vote. going like, oh, what about is, is Fielder not the best player on the Atlanta <laughs> yeah, yeah, Why yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. like, uh, yeah, maybe Atlanta is the best team, but maybe give it to, you know, 
the other players that are like they just try to whittle down the the lip votes as well and then like it's also the the arguments themselves are mm-hmm. like that that are brought up are so horseshit i'm there, like yeah, there's, there's some really, really there's something ones. like just on principle of you guys just making such terrible arguments i just want to vote against it dude <laughs> like i'm i'm actually being like radicalized into like my favorite take was wouldn't take much for you to get around someone to someone went on reddit like oh thinking lipis mvp is a kilfi gober take okay yes mm, okay yeah. so you're still keep stunned. in mind okay. keep in mind that yeah the reason that these mvp votes are here is because Overwatch League staff. I think general manager is probably on advisal of the head coaches. I'm not sure who had your vote, Chris. Um, yeah, I vote. Think, I think Nuki Nuki gets it, but we like discuss it like as, as a, a team, team, you know. Or, like yeah. okay, there's a there's a fucking think tank of the yeah. brightest minds yeah. of Overwatch esports, and I said, do you think that if every team does this process, and there are guys that literally are paid to watch vods like. 40 hours a week of their 80 hour work week right like that those guys would only vote for lip because he sh- because he shows up in the top right corner and this guy i'm not <laughs> i'm not kidding the first word of the answer was yes and at that point i was i transcended into planar form i become one with the universe with the eternal now okay i i became rage okay i i was oppenheimer and i loved it <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like that shit was insanity to me. So now, um, yeah, okay. not to out myself as uh, extreme Republican in this situation, <laughs> but don't you think there is a real argument that using just the clarification of MVP, most valuable player, having an All Star team actually one hundred percent hurts? Yeah, it hurts you. Yeah, actually, and not just like yeah. it actually does mean that you are less valuable yes. because yes. everyone else in your team is best in role yep, yep, yep. but that's that's also that's that's once again why like they, they are the fucking like republicans of this discussion it's like <laughs> now everyone on florida is apparently garbage and someone is like carrying yeah. them f- like true 1v9 okay, okay? Like, swap the teams who's playing for your all-star team of just florida no of course players? of course much much more yeah atlanta right yeah yeah um you take someone every day of the week. Someone every day of the and week. And Donghak hasn't been bad. That's not like any shade to Donghak. You know, probably yeah, no, rookie of the year winner, but I'm, like, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm taking everyone but uh, but That's right. someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to the team. It's, I, I actually <laughs> think like, unless you know that Winston is like hard meta and you can run the entire year, yeah. then Fearless should be your like all-star team. Otherwise, it's just Atlanta and fucking someone, right? Like, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 But they're not atrocious. Merritt is pretty good. He's also an MVP candidate. I think... Um, RuPaul's had a great season. Re- RuPaul had a great yeah, season. Chorong yeah. yep. is like... He's not Chio, he's but he's Toronto. definitely like... It's a fucking joke that this guy went to yeah. the budget team, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, to be fair, like I think McGravy said on this uh, podcast that like they sort of like decided to cut back on their own salary in order to pay for money back uh, back at Toronto. I'm sure he's not being paid Toronto bucks anymore. But um, like, I I feel like that kid is also heavily underrated. I can't believe that yeah. so many teams missed on him as well. If Florida actually got that kid. Then you know a bunch of heavy hitters uh, mm-hmm. missed on just giving probably six figures or whatever he's making, right? Like uh, low six figures um, on the on the edge, I would say. Think I'm not sure, but 
like given that you actually do not need a flex support because you have them. Um, honestly, okay, let me ask you this. Who do you take? Uh, Chirong or Violet? Uh, Violet, I think. Okay, well, I think, okay. I think, I think that Chio is like insane, but he's also slightly fortunate. Like, I think a lot of teams that only went for two supports are quite fortunate this year that the meta was only Anna Brig. Because mm-hmm. I mm. think that if there was like an Anna Zen meta or a BAP Zen meta, sure. like a double flex meta, like hard, like I suppose like BAP Alari, I think those with a Cho Rong or a Chio, I think struggle way more than if you have Violet, you know? True. And I feel True. like for me, the only team that like has two supports and is actually meta proof is the team with Violet. Like, I think every other team. Like obviously Atlanta are metaproof because they have like Vigilante who is insane too. But if he was only Chio Fielder, and it's the same last season, it's like evidence, right? Like Dallas won every meta except the Anna's M1 at the midseason, right? Where they finished like twelfth or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I feel like yeah, I feel like Violet, at least in terms of like what he brings, I think he literally plays all of them as main support at them? a high level. Yep. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think he's he's I don't know. Violet's really, 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 really good, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to like search for, like a hot take to say he's not good, but it's just I, just I feel like I feel like maybe call it call it the faker syndrome, but I feel like there has to be some intangibles going on in this with this guy that wherever he goes, like success follows. It just he feels like be, a general. You know, I, yeah. I I would I would bet that like the reason why shock well one of the reasons why shock kind of started the year really really slowly. I mean, or just didn't start at all, um, was because they didn't have like a focal like leadership person to kind of like generalize like how the game is being played. I would I would probably put a lot of money on the fact that that was on Violet's shoulders, especially when we have evidence of him on fucking Cassidy way back when. You know what I mean? Where they're like benching, um, I, I, whether it was Architect or was it like Glister or somebody that yeah. we assumed was going to play, and he comes out on fucking Cassidy on DPS. It's like, okay, what is this guy doing that he is like irreplaceable to this team? My opinion, probably, probably a lot of vocal vocal leadership would be my guess. I would like to point out at this point in the podcast, Gator has just cancelled tonight's scrim on me right now. Therefore, Lip is one hundred percent fraudulent, <laughs> and any Atlanta player should not be considered for any award. <laughs> All right, give me. I need to update the team. Good. <laughs> very nice, good. Very That's good. hilarious. Uh, just remember this. Well, nobody Fraud. wants to scrim, Ryan. Come on. Hey, yeah, true. Yeah. Time. Blackballed again. Vote Gumba Coach the end, not Gator. <laughs> I repeat, not Gator. Oh no! I, I here. Let me let me throw this kind of like softball at you because this is this is something that I think, in, especially in our community, is passed around a lot. What's your opinion, or what do you what what kind of emotions arise in you when you hear that like maybe Sombra isn't necessarily meta this season if it wasn't for Lip? Do you do you believe that? Is that true in your mind? I think really good argument because I think Sombra was Sombra was very strong mm. and it felt very difficult to play Hitscan versus versus her. And I think that he he at least at the very start, Lip was clearly the best. Like I think that I can't make any argument that like he started sure. it yeah. because everyone just studied Lip Vods. Every you ask a singles Sombra <laughs> yeah. in the league and they watch Lip Vods like a hundred percent. Like that that's a fact. And mm. um, and I feel like there is a I think Overwatch League still has a syndrome where everybody is just too mm-hmm. scared to just... Everyone can't... If you just scrim against the meta comp for two days and you lose, every team just gives in and plays it. And I feel like it was only towards the end where, like, Florida especially started to really, like... Like, I feel like the echo train that everyone went on. If 
the first teams that played Echo didn't win those first two scrims. Whoever it was, whoever was the innovators, the starter of the Echo train, if they didn't win, then it could have just died out and everyone like goes sombra. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's I think it's reasonable, like the idea that um huh? that like lip was a huge factor in the Sombra meta and maybe force it longer than all more. Pe- there was like a higher percentage playtime of Sombra if Lip was in APAC um, mm. like this season again. But, but by the way, let, let me let me run this by you because like now I'm stewing on the Bertrand take and I, there's something in me. I had this, um, this you know, tweet recently where I said uh, the APAC format makes sense and now people killed me for it. Mike, I'm off cooldown again, dying on another hill. I wanted to tweet at the moment. I was like, ah, let's only pick one battle at one time. Is it not ridiculous that there's zero Boston players given their relatively True. solid performance this this season? Yeah, it's so hard actually. Is um, there a anti-Boston bias in the league on Overwatch League stuff just because they don't like the way the approach has taken? They don't like some of the people there. Is that what's going been- on? Who do you put in? If you had to champion one name, who do you put in? Not a support, right? And has no. Smurf? Smurf is good, but oh, this season has he? No, no way. Twilight's MVP top he 10. He can't. Yeah, I think he's, had, he's been fantastic. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic. He just hasn't had enough play time. He like, like he's been trading. Wait, uh, I don't know. I think he missed like three games. Uh, no, I think uh, maps way more. Like at the start, yeah. like Izayaki was sharing a lot of maps with him, even on Anna yeah, at the yeah, very yeah. start. Um, the, the, the thing is, do I? So in my power rankings, I have like top three, and then Boston are below them, and then Boston are above everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like a gatekeeper. So I feel like actually, I don't know. I, I agree with you because Boston have been really good, but I actually don't know if how many of those players would go above the top three teams on those roles. I'm actually not sure. I think in hmm. principle what you're saying is right, but I actually don't know. Like, has the KO bird ring, bird ring been better than, like, Checkmate or Stalker or no. Lip? Or Checkmate is actually like... not in. That's also... Like... Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, right. like, if you were to... If you champion one of them, do you not... Can you also make the argument that, like, the Florida DPS would be sure. better this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think... I think, like... Yeah, maybe they took votes from each other but yeah there's something Are you just fully in a pill you just get no, the no, internal I, guys out it feels a little hypocritical of me to get skewed out i'm not sure if zest is that yeah i don't know maybe i actually maybe got tilted by a- zest today a- this a- year. stealing our mvp <laughs> <laughs> it also feels just atrocious to not have anyone from apex there i honestly think like mag probably yeah. deserved it more than zest as well i yeah. Zest had some some like anti clutch moments this year, but yeah, I, I I will I also say I didn't study uh, APAC as as hard. Yeah, yeah no one did. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been using this thing in our scrims. This they were using like there was a spot Dallas did on like on like like I don't know if it's a legal spot on one of the push maps, and we've used it. And it's like actually, if we're gambling that no team has seen this because no team watches APAC, we're actually hundred percent safe here because <laughs> it's actually an OP spot, but no one knows about it because no one's watched APAC. That's hilarious. You're just banking on the fact that's... Okay, let's see this. Imagine. Now I've outed it. Now everyone's going to watch this. Right, it's also yeah. like that no one's 45 minutes into this podcast. So 100%. Yeah, right. we, we passed. The, everybody's yeah. dropped off. Only yeah. the real ones are still yeah. here. That's no. It's... MVP is not... For a season that felt like a pretty, like, washed up and, and done decision that, like, oh, yeah, Atlanta runs away with it up until, you know, as we kind of, like 
remembered you know they they've they've dropped some games and obviously the meta has definitely changed um it is surprising how much discussion there actually is and it's not just like oh you know let's just stir the pot like no i think there's like a real you know debate to be had whether or not it's it's lip whether or not it's someone or if it's like you know any other kind of like add-in vote but it does kind of feel two horse racy if you will um on the topic of the meta obviously you guys back to your back on your bullshit back on the rhine stuff yeah. markedly not a lot of uh the newest hero not a lot of ilari any any particular reason why that might be uh, i think if you were to uh, we spoke about like the idea if you don't have double flex to play anna or zen mm. i think it's like 10 times worse with ilari i think that hero is like literally just like aim hero like yeah. almost there's actually almost no it's just a hit scan hero, actually, in terms of like just very little healing management. Mm. Um, I think if you have a like, no offense to Admiral, but if you have a main support player, you literally no way you're going to get anywhere near the like highest sure. level. Any any team that's like playing their like main support on him, except Houston, I think impossible. Actually, like I think I think the teams that are putting a DPS on it is really reasonable. I think like Florida flew out like Maka so that he could play yeah. this meta like for this reason because I think they're in it they're like come to a similar conclusion um so i think for us like the only option would be we could have potentially done something where we like maybe like moved like jimmy back to flex support and try something but mm-hmm. i know i think we looked at it and we just thought uh, if it ain't broke let's just play Reinhardt, you know yeah you got some comfort picks it's still early on in the meta that like shit could definitely change why not just you know ride out what we what we already know and obviously it's it's been successful i did want to get your I did kind of want to paint a picture for you of that 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 valiant game. You know, it's three three on Nabani. It's a minute twenty seven on the clock. Hottie makes that charge. What are, what do you what do you look to Commander X and say? You're just like, oh fuck. All right, well, guess we're going. Guess we're going to Flashpoint. Well, nah, to be fair, I think that was we'd spent the week scrimming like fifty fifty. We had like an Arisa, like a meta version with the Arisa, which was. Mm-hmm. Actually, what like for, like obviously we haven't been able to play meta this season, but the Arisa comp was actually pretty good for us. Like we we'd had sure. pretty successful scrim results, and then we were trying somewhere to make like Reinhardt work against it, like various like picks, um, and we were like fifty fifty. So our Numbani strategy was to play Reinhardt against it, but we just came away from that map thinking, I think we'd, we our, our path to victory in this series is just mirror the Arisa and just like smash mm. them. Um, like on Esperanca map four, we'd actually never played Arisa there. It was always been a Reinhardt map for us, but I think we just had had like like the the put the flashpoint su- Suvarasa, whatever it is. Like we always we always play Arisa there, and yeah. we that was like our highest win rate map. We had like ninety percent win like rate. It, yeah. Um. So we just like I just just we can figure it out. We like sat at the PC. We just did some like let's do first fight. Let's do a retail like this. Like just like drew some stuff up to the best we could. Um. And then just like hopes that we could play the mirror. Um. So like I think Numbani was just a like with hindsight it was just a strategy problem where actually mm. we were playing we were like unfavored I think okay all right I mean you kind of bring up Flashpoint was another kind of note that I had um, both with Push you know being a brand new game mode cut to Overwatch two you guys were easily one of my favorite teams to watch it felt like you guys like were big early adopters to Push throwing obviously it's a, I feel like it's a meme at this point that I talk about Sparker's flanks but homie like made Kai look like a little little puppy dog just running on him um and now it feels like it's the same way with flashpoint where you, you guys feel like one of the only teams that are like actually like abusing the fact that there is a lot of rotations and obviously there's that big clip of like hottie like hiding with the with the orissa all and like it, do you feel 
that that flashpoint is kind of like a comfortable pick it sounds like you know scrims are going oh, well on it we we love it we, we are the same we feel like any anytime you add a new game mode or something new to the better we like have a lot of confidence that we solve mm. it first yeah um our first two weeks flashpoint we only lost it once and won it about like 12 wow. 13 times i guess like overwatch league team so at the start we were like very very successful and um, mm. that's petered out a little bit but it's still our highest win rate in scrims game modes like quite comfortably like it's our um like flashpoint is like our our best mode so we we yeah we love like new game modes new stuff like we were like we figured out a few stuff early about like like the mathematical best place to position between points and like ways to like cut people off and ambush and yeah we had like loads of stuff um so we had we still do have like really good confidence on 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 that game mode Mm. Is it is it fun for you as a coach where something like that is kind of thrown in where it really kind of makes you kind of get back into your toolbox a little bit and it's not just okay like we're going through the motions we're trading resources here it's like something kind of new is that exciting for you that you know a hundred percent every new meta every new game mode like just something new to to promise of mm. like <clears throat> maybe it sounds like like it's a bad thing to say but like i actually felt in my head like i really understood how the winston's on retracer matchup should go like i had a really fun like i'd watched a lot of it maybe maybe i've been exposed because i think lip's terrible um, <laughs> so, so so maybe maybe i don't but like i think there was a point where like there's so many other factors in terms of just like confidence and feel yeah. that just mean that even if you have like a good read it's really difficult to overcome some of those things and then the second there's a new game mode or a new comp then at least yeah. everyone's confidence that gets refreshed to zero um and you can kind of like like everyone's like super open-minded we can innovate a lot of things that it's not mm-hmm. very solved um and I think like stuff like that, I, I've always like really enjoyed uh, like figuring out like the same way we did with push. We figured out a lot of ways yeah. to like figure that out. I feel yeah, I feel the same in in Flashpoint. I, I I'm gonna just completely just just you you I don't I I'm trying to like reach and figure out something other than like just brown eyeing, but like. Yeah, the, the fact that you guys were felt like super comfortable to like give Sparker like a Lucio pocket to just have him run around to just be like a little fucking demon. Ugh, so fun. So fun to watch. Push like I wish I had top down view probably just for like some of your guys is like head to heads with Atlanta because the difference, uh, you know, the resources that you guys gave Sparker compared to Kai was like, Jesus, like, yeah, this, on paper, you feel like this should not go this way. And then you start to see the strategy fall out and it's like, oh, like you guys are using the map like you're you're just kind of running on them and it's it was really it was dope to watch um so why, why like figuring out like how to win gibraltar with reinhardt is so fun too yeah it should, it should mathematically be impossible it should be possible yeah. yeah but it's actually our win rate on that map is actually way too high <laughs> like it's impossibly high and um, for the comp that we're playing so like figuring out like different ways to like view the game and like okay. um stuff that people have never done before or aren't doing is really really fun like way more fun than just watching lip pov and copy and True. that's True. that's actually interesting i know you like these uh, these side tangents uh chris but like viewers beer with but there's this thing where especially like with ai there was a lot of like oh the ai just made a very stupid mistake there's no way this can succeed like you know like the first like alpha go situations where sure. like this the eight stun just goes like oh yeah it fucked it here and then it did like three moves down and this guy 15 minutes later went like oh my god the game has just been revolutionized you know like oh, maybe no maybe the the Reinhardt situation on Gibraltar is like th- like this right like 
I, I feel like this is it just like about like finding the right rotations and if you have then that's actually really good or is it a, a, about something like these guys have no idea where we're coming from or how this can even work or like exploiting their psychological state of like what the fuck are they throwing like what do you think it is it was so it's funny because the reason we played so much just winston comps or like like meta comps is the thing holding us back was my belief was that if we played Dorado or Gibraltar, we cannot win on Reinhardt. Like, sure. that was just it. Yeah. Like, I ba- basically didn't try it because I just thought everything that I know about Overwatch says it's so hard about. <laughs> and then there was a moment after the first week of this stage where we got freeowed by Atlanta and we got freeowed by New York. And we played a scrim and I was just like, we, we go into those maps now with such, like, a guaranteed... We just know we're going to lose. Like, And once you manifest that, then you just... Yeah. It, it, pointless so i just said okay reinhardt can't work here but this will not work here so let's see it and i thought and we we went to the like we figured some out like what should we do what we should do and then what we ended up doing was we came to like this like kind of like this like symmetra theory because we thought well okay the only way we're going to be able to make this way is we need to give ourselves like some sort of mobility so we have to use the same and then eventually what we crafted within a few days was we have tpa tpb tbc on uh, on point B, we have four different TPs. If they ha- if their Anna is here, if their Anna is here, if their Anna is here, we have like six different TPs which we do. So we have this like incredible flowchart on that map. Um, in terms of okay, if it's if it's like scenario A, B, C, we do A, B, C, and, and whatever it is. Um, and we actually found that we just ended up like every single like it was funny. Every single one of our Gibraltars and scrims for two weeks looked the exact same. Mm-hmm. We capped it with three minutes in the time bank. We did. A, B, 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 C, and just everything worked. And what we ended up doing was like a coaching system where it was like, we just like, we've mapped everything out, like part, part, like there's like, we do four different TPs to cap first, right? Like four different yeah. TPs. So we get to point one, you get under your, this, 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 and it was like, oh, this TP didn't work. So we just look at that. We go back to the crack house. We see what, see what's cooking. <laughs> put this in. This worked. Now it's complete. And it was just like, like this, like super, like structural, structural approach to it. Um, mm. And I don't know, I, I felt like there was a part of me which was like, okay, actually, I don't know, I, I don't know. I f- really want any team that picks Rebutter against us, please play Winston on it, because it's like, it's. I, I feel so confident that Reinhardt is actually optimal against Winston on Gibraltar now, like complete like role reversal. Mm. Um, and I think that like, I also learned a new way of like coaching, or at least like coaching these guys, which is maybe like different to what I've been doing in the season, where actually the more we can structure it out and just get everybody to follow an ABC plan, Actually, it's just like really fine as long as everyone pays attention to VOD. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is, I, I think obviously when you play dive comp, it's like oh, but if the Anna steps up, she's killable. She's not killable. Like we have to like read the game. But I think in a lot of these like more structured betters, we can just just like try and turn everyone into a robot as best we can. Yeah. And make sure all five robots are pointing in the same direction, and then you just have a team that has incredible team play yeah. because everybody knows what every single person's doing at every single point of every single map. You know. Hmm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt that obviously, like the archetype that you're playing is, you know, very death y Like you're kind of For all sure. kind of around each other. Like it's you, you, as long as everybody's pointing in the right direction, like you're saying, like you know, what's the saying? Like as long as all the fingers are like closed fist. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, no, it. I think that's really difficult for. Um, I would wager it's probably very difficult for a lot of coaches to be able to get that kind of buy-in from their players and be like, look, like this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to be, and not like have somebody be like, oh, but I think echo's good here and all the players are like yeah he said echo's good so the fuck yeah. do you know you don't even play this game <laughs> that's true i i i for i'll forever like my time like 
being a fan of League of Legends makes me like very like anti player pilled in that way where it's just like sometimes you just gotta I mean to be fair there's a lot of goofy coaches oh, out there but I'm the same I'm anti player pilled all my spiritual <laughs> players I don't listen to them <laughs> very bold of you are they are they True. in listening range I mean they can hear me. I tell them to their face like it's fine like there's no problem it's not, it's, 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 the thing is okay here's the reason why every like do you think Pep Body all over Manchester City is like listening to players feedback about like how they oh. play like Bill Belichick, he's an NFL yeah. guy, right? So, so I I, I looked at it and because I know there is a lot of coaches in the Overwatch League who have like this idea of like being let's be like player led, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm always like, surely this like it's it's good, but it can't be optimal, is what I thought. Because I look at every successful sporting team and I'm like, are any of these player led actually? And what I came to the conclusion was, I'm not like a genius, right? If I go study a map for two hours after scrims, surely my opinion has more logic and weight yeah. behind it than the guy that rolled out of bed five minutes ago and then just says, no, you're, you're wrong. We're playing this comp here. This is good, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, you have a different perspective. And some of the players are really smart. 100% some of the players on this team are sure. smarter than me at Overwatch. But I outwork them in terms of actually how much I watch the game. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. I'm in a situation where I study this and I study the Overwatch League pods and like, I, I watch everything then as much as like I respect my player's opinion, if you didn't watch the VOD the day before, I actually don't care what you say because you're just you're just like <laughs> spouting shit on the fly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting to see. Like there was this theory. I, I always ask this question to all the coaches. Like what do you think is your contribution towards like in-season uh, performance based on your in-season coaching? And... The pay used to go like, ah, oh, 90% is just building roster. 95, right? And Gamba always was like, hey, 30% at least. I'm carrying these shitters, right? Like, and I feel like then, then you know, in my mind, okay, I was like, oh, both of them couldn't be right. It just depends, like, what kind of talent you have yeah. available. Yeah, and the system Ga- and everything, right? Gamba is fucking doing that ads maybe the best team in the world right now, though. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not Without- about the quality of the team necessarily it is actually about the differences right and the quality of the coach i think there has been at least three or four games this season where the only reason florida won was pure coach gap mm-hmm. i think like i think he's like he's so good his decisions he makes are so good like, the way he coaches is so good like i think yeah i think that it, yeah i think it definitely depends on the team like depends on like how like dictatorial the coaching like system is like for me, what I've always found is like if we're in the middle of a scrim, a player is wait. Like even though I have overheads, I I'm so bad at figuring out what went wrong in the moment. Sure. Sometimes the players will come to me, oh, oh, coach, what do we? And I, I'm like, I'm like getting insecure. I'm like, I actually don't know what just happened. Like it's <laughs> like too fast. My brain can't figure it out. So in the moment, players are way better than me, way way better than me most of the time in terms of like figuring out like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done this. But like my feeling is that like. Overwatch isn't like an inherently complicated game to the point where if you just sit down and watch it and then have some sort of like critical thinking skills process in your head, you can kind of figure out like most of it. Um, and that's like, that's what I think. Like I think naturally players are way like are, are probably smarter. They have like better intuitions, but they also get emotional over certain decisions. Like oh, mm. I only died because my hero pick is terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you just hit it, bro. Yeah. Whereas I don't care, like I, I'll only play the hero which I think is best, like not because my ego loves this mm-hmm. hero. Do you know what I mean? Or at least I try. Like I have an ego, but I try. It's easier for me to not get emotional because I love them all equally or hate them all equally. You know what I mean? Um, 
so yeah, I think I think in terms of that, like in game moments, like sometimes like but Jamie's like a super intelligent player. So like he will make things in the fly. And I'm like, I didn't even see that. I'm watching with top head with things. I'm, I'm not even close to saying it um, that they can see. But then, yeah, I feel like when it comes to VOD review, no one's watched the VODs. Everyone's just woken up the yeah, next day. Right. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. Well, okay, I'm going to show you the five other examples of why I came to this conclusion. Yes. And then you still tell me if it's bad type yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, let, let me pivot to this because I think like this is an interesting uh, path uh-huh. to go down. Why do you th- like? What is it like playing against Florida? And like, where do you see the impact that Gamba has on that team? So I think across the last two years, there was always been teams which we study the vods and copy, and there was always certain teams that we watched the vods and were like, "This is actually pointless to copy because there is nothing <laughs> going on here." You know, yeah, like right. last last season when Gladiators were winning everything, I didn't. I, every time I watch a Gladiators vod, I'm like. I'm wasting my time because if I infer logic that this is a set play from them, it's actually nine times out of 10 not true. They just have like total freedom and really good players. When I watched Dallas, every time they had like beat plus Kirill and the enemy team had um, Primal, they did the same thing every single time. So I'm like, okay, I'm just copying this because it makes sense, right? And for us this season, even though the best teams that we um, were like Atlanta and Houston, we copied more Florida concepts than other teams. Because the way Florida played between fights was the most elite out of any team. Like they were immediately had a plan. You could just read in the way they moved, yeah. they had a plan. Someone was set up to hit that nade timing, which like RuPaul had said, I'm gonna try and nade here, and then the Sombra was behind here. Also, whatever it was, like I looked at that and I thought, okay, like Florida's like system, the way that they do stuff, makes way more sense than like other teams. Um and I feel like for me, like that's how I like that's probably how I judge coaching is like if I watch your team and every time you have these ults, you do something differently, I'm like, okay, like, yeah. I'm not even saying it's like suboptimal to necessarily be a team that like plays freely because there's tons of teams that play freely that are more successful than my teams, like a hundred percent, right? Like our structure is quite rigid and there's definitely teams that just YOLO it and just beat us. But what I look at is in terms of like the best coaches or the ones that like have like the best structure. Because even though it might be optimal to just like let proper go kill or whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. the the meme would be, it's like hard for me, like as an egomaniac, to to like respect it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, uh, you, ha- you have to try and structure some stuff here, right? It's it's incredibly difficult, and I think now that you're kind of talking about it, it's like they're they're. I can't know. I, I haven't put enough time in to say for sure, but just from my point of view of like what else I can really give Florida, but it felt like Florida and Atlanta, especially like earlier on this season were like some of the best teams at like dive posturing. Whereas like once those like initial somber hacks were coming out, like everybody's on the follow-up. Like if you're, if you get hacked, you're just dead. Um, and that was like pretty like markedly true. I felt like, yeah, I think the easiest thing, if you say like, Oh, why? Like what has Gumba done is I, I feel like it's obvious, like regardless of the way they play, the decisions they made around when to mirror versus not mirror yeah. against teams has been pretty spot on. Like it, those like significant like coaching decisions that they've made look to have all paid off, right? Like he he was like messaging me one time before the Atlanta game. He's like, oh, what do you think about like Reinhardt here? And I'm like, Reinhardt's good everywhere, Red. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and and like he was like, oh yeah, I think it's good here. It's good here. And then they made a decision. I think they played like Icomod defense like with a Reinhardt or whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like actually there is like clear. Like decision making, that's like bigger picture rather than how you play of just like what you do. That mm. they like he 
tended to get like spot on. He he at least like knew like how many teams like like we mirrored Atlanta Winston Sombra Tracer at the first game of the season, right? Yeah. Or, like the first game. Yeah. So, like obviously to defend myself, we sacrificed that. We didn't even practice any of the maps. We knew we weren't going to win Atlanta, so we just only practiced for New York where we thought we could win the dive mirror. So right. don't don't shoot me. But like how many teams have you seen that go in with the mentality oh, oh let's yeah just comp and mm-hmm. lose? Florida never did that. It felt like every time they mirrored, it was either because they felt like they had to across the map or they felt like they could win, which most of the time feels they like did. it was successful. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times when they're doing, even they go reaching it like last season when they were, they were like real big, they're like double flex pilled on like Hollywood A, stuff like that, yeah. where like you could really kind of like keep whatever second, you know, flex support you want, like on at a distance or on a high ground. Um, they, they've been kind of creative like for a couple years now. And it's like, I think people are starting to like remember that this is a this is like a team that I don't know if you can say they have a style. I think the I think you you really put it really nicely that like coaching in Overwatch seems to has have evolved into like the the actual like concepts. I don't know if I want to say systems because that seems like a little bit like too I don't know if there's enough coaches that feel like they have like a good system on the game other than like, you know, I still think we're still getting a lot of like people who are just like, oh, yeah, build, build good team, good players, equal good team, equal more wins. And now you're starting to like really get, you know, the rushes, you guys, you know, Florida that have like concepts. They think of the game in a very particular way. They they draft players um, that also kind of like fit within that mold. Like it's now like a tiered structure and it feels like, you know hopefully um given a couple of years i feel like people are going to be kind of playing a little bit of catch up you know getting into yeah. that because you guys know what you're looking for like this is we want these players this is kind of how like you and commander x view the game we're gonna look after those players and this is our budget you know yeah like with rush like i did a vod review for the players of the apac games this week like i was mentioning mm-hmm. and the way they play it's the same way they played last season yep. in terms of their like movement and their system and like they think about that. I love, I absolutely love Dallas like coaching. I, I'm like such a like a big fan of theirs because they are so. Um, everyone would look at you like there was like this example we always look at where they would play like Lucio Zaya comps against Anna Zen, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how does how does Zaya Lucio beat? Well, of course you have to get on the back line because like yeah, and then Rush is like. Just, just grow up, Chris. Like, just learn the game. You know, as long as we play the correct, if we play the correct angles, like around the correct timings, we don't have to. We don't have to be so brain dead to only play. Well, we got to kill the backline. Yeah. That's it. They, they actually just like play the game. And I was watching their Queen Bastion comp, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, we should just TP in as five every time and shout and kill something. That's logical. And Rush is like, just grow up, Chris. Like, you just don't get it. Like. No, we can actually have like an off angle for our queen. We can have like a specific like sim TP angle, which like does different things. Like we d- just because we're playing sim bastion, it doesn't mean we have to death ball and go in. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was one that I always loved that about Dallas was the way that they like positioned and staggered. It didn't look logical, but when you watch them play, oh, it's actually like hundred percent fine, right? Like Overwatch isn't mm-hmm. so black and white that if you play against Zen, you have to dive in with five people every fight or you lose. You know. Yep. Yep. And that's the I, I'm. That was a point that I was like kind of scared to kind of venture into because I wasn't entirely too sure if you've seen some of the APAC stuff. But yeah, no, it feels like Dallas is back on their their rush shit. And I, I, I would tend to agree that like it's not just like like you're saying, it's not just like call a name and go kill it. There's like there's more method to it. There's a little bit more going on. And yes, there's still equal amounts of like call a name and go kill it. But 
you know I, what was it like new junk city where they're like sitting up on like a high ground and like edison's just like sitting there like holding an angle like okay That's walk in yeah the just seen yet. <laughs> just just come and walk in like homie's just sitting on top of a fucking you know control point and he's bashing just holding like shift and waiting for people it's yeah no it's it's wild and i i kind of tweeted as much i'm like bro i don't know that I don't think people are ready to see Dallas. I think we've we've written off yeah. APAC. Yep. Kind of rightfully so, be, but like Ooh, that would be the sweet. Mm, mm, like if, if actually they, they had the best meta read and it turned out to be that way only when they hit Toronto Soil and at that point it's too late. <laughs> They're too far ahead. <laughs> I mean, Chris, do you do you have any opinions on like Queen? Like do you think it has legs? Is that like are you kind of surprised by that? Uh I think the style they play is good, and I think it works because it's Hanbin, but I think if they play okay. against what's the new NA meta, because everyone tried the APAC meta, everyone's been ah, playing it, okay. everyone's lost on it. So I actually Got think, it. I mean, I can be proved wrong again, but I'm pretty sure if they roll that comp against some of the American teams, they're going to get destroyed, Uh-oh. I think. <laughs> okay, all right. That's... I mean, I, I have always appreciated since we, we got out of like L.A. as like an entire, you know, esport, like the fact that we've gotten two different looks, it feels like most of the time, um, even though that APEC has been, you know, very like Winston dive pilled for God knows how long. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see, you know, obviously new patch, still a lot, a lot of things moving. So we'll have to see. But that's the irony that this basically <laughs> is one of the major reasons why the APEC is shit now. Right. Like it's. Like all yeah. the Winston gods left the home country. Mm-hmm. It's all like off tanks just trying. Like they even get like their former MVP washed up husbands, like just like trying <laughs> to somehow make Winston work. Nah, buddy. Like you need like 10 million jumps on that fucker to be at yeah. all feasible at it, right? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Shit's rough. Shit is rough. Uh, any. There was there was something that Eric kind of brought up uh, prior to the show that, you know, it, it is kind of interesting to get some of your insights on. Obviously, week six, you guys come out with Houston. Doesn't I don't believe it's going to necessarily impact a lot for you guys. Um, it feels like some of the other games, you know, that are outside of your control may like shift your seating up, if at all. Um, so going into a week like that, is there anything that like you do is there anything like how do you handle kind of like these meaningless games? So it's like, OK, uh, like, is it just a scrim like? Yeah, for us, we're gonna like tr- we do really want to win it because it, it is useful for us to like avoid the nine like ten like play in death match that you have to play. Okay, sure. Um, but we looked at it and we figured out because planes is the week after is if we only prep for Houston maps this week, then we're gonna come to work on Tuesday and we're gonna have like twelve maps to solve in the new <laughs> meta across four days. So what we've actually been doing this week is just planes prep with just yeah. a little bit extra focus on the Houston maps, like. Most of like most of what we're doing is just be ready for play-ins, like mm, right. win or win or lose. Um, that's like that's our priority. Makes sense. So. What what is your take on the um on the timing of the map switches when the new maps come in? True. I I like it. I don't know. I don't have. I really enjoyed Flashpoint from day one. I've never had a problem with it. Uh, sorry, I, like I, I said, don't mean uh, Flashpoint in particular. I mean oh, like that it changes between map. play-ins and playoffs, right? Oh, don't like that so much actually. Because <laughs> um, no. yeah, because I, I know that the like the top three teams are already just prepping playoff maps because yep. they don't no. need to. It's fucked up, no. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, you just get 
I mean, you are maybe there's a thought process where it's like, okay, you should be rewarded for excellence. You know, you get a little bit extra time, but it does feel a little Mickey Mouse. Like if we're going to, you know, steal that from last season to introduce a playoff patch and then make teams prep for two different map pools that still have to qualify. Like that's pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if we get to playoffs, we're just happy to be there. So whatever yeah. happens, happens. <laughs> so, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's like such a, oh no, like it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Like, the, worst, it work, the worst thing about this is that I'm not sure that's actually going, it's actually happening, but theoretically, because there's so many different maps now changed, theoretically only like the top teams that are set and already qualified they kind of get into this hyperbolic tide shaper where they only practice against each other because only them play those maps. It's like... Uh, like... It, it, that's A, what has already happened. It's what's happened this entire season. It's actually been so frustrating. Okay. These teams... I, I hope they watch the podcast. I'm so sick of overseas teams booking scrims like five weeks in advance. It's actually so <laughs> stupid and it's <laughs> so frustrating. Cancelling on you we, an hour before. It's, yeah. we, we have play-ins, right? So do I know who I'm playing against in play-ins? No. Do I want to scrim against that team? No. But some teams, Boston, have already just booked their play-in scrims. And I'm like, you're going to have to cancel half of these because of how the bracket goes. Yeah. So you're going to book them and just cancel them. And the team that you cancelled on is just not going to be able to get a scrim. And we're all just like, but if Boston book their scrims, I have to book my scrims because if uh, I yeah. take the high road and don't book my scrims, then I have no scrims. And I just wish... Listen, if we all came together on the weekend and booked the scrims for the next week, we would all still have scrims. It does not need to be five weeks in advance. Because <laughs> what happens is if I have a if like like obviously Gator cancelled on me today, right? So I'm never sure. gonna find a scrim on the day. But if a team that I had booked for three weeks in advance cancels on me three weeks in advance, I actually can't replace it because everybody else has already booked the scrim. Yep. So tilting because I don't know. Like I would love to be able to pick to scrim against certain teams the week of that like mimics the team style that would be really useful sure, yeah. for me. but how do i do it i have to book against anyone <laughs> that like even looks at me with the option of a scrim for five weeks time because oh yeah by the way Atlanta, like they're like oh houston oh yeah they already have like seven weeks scrims booked and they didn't message us which is fine right like, I, like i'm not making sure. a blacklist drama again like it's reasonable that teams don't scrim as i think but that's that's where you actually develop <laughs> the underground market and like a, a an Atlanta scrim is like worth 10 scrim bucks and you trade a, an Atlanta scrim against like a like five Florida scrims or whatever and Florida is a bad example like five NYXL scrims and then you just start the trading market of the scrim blocks okay that's it. We we had it. We've had it a few times this season. I think I'm going to call it because I'm just on one of those days. I'm just on a run. Sure. New York today. Twice what they did was cancel our scrim the week of to scrim against another team, which just is it, it, we were just we just couldn't scrim that far because everything is already done. And I understand yep. oh, like sometimes you see it where it's like, oh, like Atlanta posting you the scrim and all of a sudden that same scrim block of ours is no, oh, sorry, we've got content that day. Sorry, Chris. Uh, 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 sorry, that's okay. That's just, just unfortunate, isn't it? Joey, um, he did it again, by the way. This is at the very end of the podcast and he thinks he buried it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's buried. Going, no, no, no. You got to take this board and cut it like to the front of it, like in <laughs> real right. YouTube. That's what shorts are for, yes, go. That's, that's what oh, shorts that, are for. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. The last one, we've Pop got, Chris. We've got some oh, 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 the Lemon King one was also not early in the podcast but that one popped on the our competitive overwatch okay we're, we're getting you a top post here i mean <laughs> hey, look if this shit's gonna survive we need people to you know start 
letting letting the public know what's actually going on because everybody just thinks everybody's having a honky dory time. Everybody's friends. Everybody, you know, scrims. We love scrims. Scrims are great. No shit. Everybody fucking hates scrims. The players just woke up. We've gotten canceled five weeks in a row. We're playing a style that nobody wants to scrim, and I'm still trying to get these kids to fucking do shit right. Like, yeah, no, shit's frustrating, guys. Yeah, towards the end of like the last stage before the patch, when we were like just fully Reinhardt on every map, yeah. we would start the week and we would lose four scrims <laughs> before the like before the end of the week because teams like I actually get it. Like if you're playing against a dive team, having to yes. play against London's Gibraltar is so counterproductive and so tilting because like you don't you're not going to prep for it in VOD review because it like feels mm-hmm. pointless. If you have Nobody does it, it yeah. there's a really good chance you're going to lose to it, and the players are just going to like tilt. So I actually like I don't even look at these teams like, like oh, why did you cancel on us? Like I actually get it, I genuinely get it. But like it's obviously for us, it's like I would just like post it in our chat. But oh yeah, sorry guys, there's the third scrim of the weekend gone. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many one block days, especially this week because the, the people that were always happy to play against us were Valiant and Vegas. You know, they were our. We were always like, so whatever happens, we would just get those scrims. But like, yeah. they're obviously done scrimming now, so we don't even have those scrims anymore. We're just mm. we're just scrimless. <laughs> That's the reason I'm doing this podcast now. I should be scrimming, but and I was obviously <laughs> meant to be scrimming tonight, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, well done! What a what a juice, Lord man, Jesus! Yeah, I can't imagine. That's got to be the most fucking frustrating shit. Not only do you not have like direct influence on necessarily like how the games necessarily go you can always you you lead the horses you know you got five little horses five little ponies you lead them to the water you're like i set you guys up you, you just got to drink from it you know just that's the game plan and then you just gotta like let let jesus take the whale proverbially and now it's like i can't even get you guys practice this uh, uh yeah we have yeah so, we have like, we had like before the vanity game we actually had an off day in the middle of the week like unintentionally because it came on a tuesday so every contenders team was either playing or off right and we yeah. didn't have an overwatch league scrim so if we actually there was no one <laughs> it was actually impossible but we just do more vod so it's okay we make it work i mean yeah there's always something to do i'd imagine but yeah not being able to like play that day is you know yeah that ain't nice that ain't fun any any final questions jesse before we skedaddle no, I, I feel like um, I, I, it's going to be interesting. Like maybe not that week, even though there are some still some interesting matches. But I'm really f- looking forward yeah. to plans. I think there's still mm-hmm. some fire left in in APAC, of course. Um, they oh, have their whole oh, thing going on. Like the most exciting part being like let's figure out who actually qualifies. Um, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like just don't botch that. Like please read your. But before we make an announcement on who which team directly qualifies, Overwatch League. <laughs> Read yep. your own rules. Make sure True. double check with the teams that you've oh, chosen. They're gonna, do it. they're gonna get. They're gonna tweet out the wrong one. <laughs> no, oh, don't. no. They're I'm gonna tweet saying. out the wrong one, and, and uh, you're gonna have to be like, no, actually, by your rules, uh, you know, it should be this team. You, you know, I'll, I'm German enough to do exactly this, Joe. <laughs> I, I, it's been five years, but I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm trust me. Uh, I to know. Be, to be fair. Like that would be an absolutely egregious error as well. Like that's not even being German. I mean, they are, I, I see, that's, that would be weird insane. rules to be fair. Like those are those are really really kind of out there rules. I get, I get it, but it's really to, hard to understand uh, in one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just need somebody to be like, "This is the person who you tweet out." We are one hundred percent sure that this is the team, and not just go, "Well, this team won the most, so I think it's them." You know, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I. Yeah. Spark is ready. Spark is ready oh, to pop no. That's rough. Don't please, please don't do that. To be please. fair, 
in all natural universes should, should just be Spark and um, Infernal at this point. And maybe... Right. Uh, no, it should be, just be those two, yeah. And then Dallas will win planes, and then those three teams will go. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks should like be. right now. Yeah. Um, do Gladiators just bomb out, Chris? Is this the end? They're pretty good right now, I think. Um, okay. The problem is Boston also looked pretty good against um, Florida, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this week, I think what always happens when there's like a start of a new meta is like everyone like gets like their own twisted version of the sure, meta. Yeah. And then everyone sees every single game from APAC and NA and then like some sort of meta evolves. So I think that yeah. even in the first few days of this week, there's been, at least for us, a massive meta swing compared to where we were last week. So depending on how Boston and Gladiators react to that, I think it goes either way. I don't think that it is a, like, I think probably slightly not favorites, but I think it's super winnable for them. And okay. I think then the odds of both Washington beating Toronto, which is a really tough game because Toronto are really good, and New York beating Vancouver, which is another tough game. I think if Glads win, they'll get in. And I think Glads are pretty good. Like, they're better than a few of the playing teams. So, um, All right. There's some hope still. Yeah. Just don't choke it. <laughs> That's 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 you gotta win the one you gotta you know if if a if a ball's teed up you gotta hit it and that's mm-hmm. that's difficult for you know most people I'd say sometimes so that's that's tough. Um, thank you, Chris, for coming on and you know giving all the opinions. Getting just fiery today. It just I, I yeah. feel like we just caught you on the right day. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> just no no quarter. Everybody's just getting that's hands. The second as soon as get it canceled on me, it was over. Like there's too much. <laughs> I'm really trying hard to make it to Toronto <laughs> in case you guys make it there as well so we can book dinner and I cancel on that on you Ooh, yeah, why well. not <laughs> oh, it won't even no. face me at that stage <laughs> <laughs> just used to it at this point yeah, how it goes <laughs> Oh no! Well, obviously, best of luck going forward. Any any final thoughts to share with some of the London fans? Any anything you want to plug? No, no. We'll just keep doing our best. Um, appreciate the support. Obviously, we've kind of had a rougher season than we hoped, but it's I suppose where we are right now. It's not too bad. So <sighs> we got a chance. We'll we'll see what we can do. Say like more than a chance for sure. Some of these comps, I don't know. Yeah. They look look a little in your wheelhouse. Yeah, maybe, looking good. Maybe. Yes, anything coming down the pipeline? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now, a lot of moving parts. I'm working on a couple of features. One of them is Overwatch related. Uh, otherwise, nope, not really. Um, looking forward to watching some Overwatch again. August was an absolute nightmare. Just like mm. so much going on that wasn't Overwatch. And yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, Chris, thanks for coming on. Do it for the young yep, kid, Amo. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. 312. We'll see you next week. See you for plans. Adios. Peace.